0: Hallelujah. Oh, somebody worship Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, there's a lot of people got a misconception of blessing. A lot of folks don't quite understand that blessing is not a feeling. I know sometimes we feel blessed. But, you know, blessing goes beyond just an action of, of being blessed. But there was, Balaam came before the people of God to curse them. And he looked back and he said, I cannot, for they are blessed. In other words, blessing is an identity. hmm Let me help those that don't always feel blessed. You are blessed. Well, I don't see it. You are blessed i don't understand how you are blessed it's an identity that you have received in god oh somebody lift up your hands and begin to give god praise maybe you've not felt it in a while maybe you haven't seen it yet but i've come to let you know that they are blessed you are blessed it's your identity in him because of whose you are somebody worship him Hallelujah, hallelujah Amen, if you have your Bibles We're going to turn open to the book of John Chapter 15 and verse number 1 Hallelujah Good to see everybody in the house of the Lord Here today And as it's been stated a million times I don't think we can say thank you enough To everybody that did come out to clean Uh, There's a lot of of Things that were taken care of that, That we needed to get taken care of And I'm thankful to be to be in a decluttered situation, you know, they say that if you have a cluttered house, you'll have a cluttered mind. And so I feel liberty in the house of God that I've not felt in a little while. Amen. People are able to worship freely and not worry about other things. Hallelujah. I've come to preach to somebody here today and hopefully be a blessing. John chapter 15 and verse number one been feeling to preach this for a little while God's been putting it in my spirit and just developing some stuff, and I want to do my best to help bless somebody here today. Amen? John chapter 15 and verse number 1, Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, or he cuts it off. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it. Or he cuts it back that it may bring forth more fruit he said every branch that doesn't bear fruit I'm gonna cut it off and every branch that does bear fruit I'm gonna cut it back that it may bring forth more fruit and I want to preach to us for a few moments on this subject if it's cut back it's coming back if it's cut back it's coming back why don't you set your Bibles down let's pray All across the building somebody lift up your voice hallelujah Lord we love you Jesus we thank you God minister to every individual touch every visitor touch every saint touch every leader touch every individual that's in the house of God oh somebody worship him we praise you God we praise you God thank you Lord thank you Lord oh somebody give him a hand clap of praise Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Shake your neighbor's hand, tell them God bless you, and you can be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. If it's cut back, it's coming back. This is a very familiar passage of Scripture. In fact, it's one of, one of my favorite passages of Scripture because there's a lot that could be said here a lot that could be uh, taken apart preached taught Uh, jesus is really giving a lot of just good preaching hallelujah i love scriptures that got a lot of good preaching in them hallelujah but he starts and talks about that he is the true vine and and anything else that you are getting your sustenance from anything else that you are getting your energy from that's not the true vine The true vine is the very thing. It's it's the root, if you will. It is what gets you your nutrients. It's what provides for you. It's what blesses you. And and Jesus is letting his disciples know that that I am the true vine. I am the one that will supply all of your needs. I am the one that will give you every nutrient that you will ever need. I will give you every bit of moisture and water when you're feeling dry. I'm the one that's going to make sure you have everything necessary to grow in me. For those that would say, well, I don't feel like I have enough. Well, you need to go back and get connected to the true vine. I don't feel like I am enough. You need to get connected to the true vine. Well, I just don't see how it's going to happen. You need to get reconnected to the true vine because everything you need is right there in who he is. Everything that you are desiring, everything that God wants to produce in you, God's going to make it happen as long as we stay connected to who he is. Oh, somebody give him praise. Hallelujah. Then he proceeds to let us know my father is the husbandman. He's the gardener. He's the one that's going to come through. And he's going to check up on how everything's going. He's going to make sure that if there's any weeds in the garden, he's going to get rid of them. Amen. He's going to do his own decluttering, if you will. He's going to take care of anything that might steal nutrients from the rest of of the tree going to make sure that there is enough water that there's enough fertilizer going to make sure that everything that tree needs to be successful it's going to have provided for it you don't have to provide everything yourself god has already made provisions necessary amen that, that he the bible says that my god shall supply all your need according to his riches in christ jesus Everything you got need of, God has already got it there. It's already been provided, and he's already paid for it on Calvary. Amen. But he's there, and the husbandman comes in, the gardener comes in. And he begins to look at every branch that is not bearing fruit, every, every branch that's got nothing but leaves on it. Hallelujah. Can I preach to those about the leaves? Amen. It just provides a little shade, and there's necessity to have some leaves on every tree. But he comes by and he looks at the branch, and there are some branches that stand out because these branches do not bear any fruit. And he starts talking about how he comes and he cuts it off. The Bible says a lot of things about cutting off. Man, we like to cut people off in traffic, but God, God likes to make sure there's some things that are cut off. You'll find if you look in your Bible that, that covenant was dependent on whether or not circumcision happened. In other words, if there was a cutting off of flesh, there's some people that would say, Well, I just need to make markings in my flesh. Let me just preach about that for a moment. If I just get a nice Hebrew tattoo that says I'm a Nazarite, that I've got a covenant with God. Uh, But the Bible is specific to say that we are to make no cuttings in our flesh. Mm -hmm. You didn't think I was going to preach about tattoos today. Neither did I. Hallelujah. But not to make any markings or cuttings in the flesh. There's a lot of people who live for God that way. I'll just, in my flesh, I'll please God in my flesh i will go ahead and i will glorify god and i'll 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 make a way for my flesh to give god glory and to give god praise but my bible says that god doesn't want any flesh to glory in his presence God's not looking like the other deities of the day that were saying just mark yourself as a servant of Baal. Mark yourself as a servant to this God or to that God. He wasn't looking for a marking in the flesh to show that you were in covenant so you could show it off to everybody else. But no, he said, in the secret place when no one's around and nobody sees, I want the flesh to be removed from your life. I'm a preacher," He said, I want the flesh to be cut off of your life. I want the carnality to be cut off of your life. When nobody else is watching, he wants to make sure there's somebody there in the darkness of night saying, no, I'm going to get rid of this because it's not producing. Oh, somebody praise him. Yeah, he said, in the darkness when nobody's around. The reason, the, the, the representation that we're in covenant is if you've removed the flesh. If you have cut off the flesh. And can I preach to somebody that is still a covenant, uh, amen, making s- act today that in the spirit, we are, we are not circumcised in the flesh, but we are circumcised, the Bible says, in the heart. And it is a cutting away of things that we love that we should not love. It is a taking away of things that we've got affections towards that we should not have affections towards because God's still a good gardener that's walking by in every life saying, you know, I know you enjoy that, I know you like that, but I want you to know, that that's not producing fruit in your life and it's just stealing nutrients from you and I want to be in covenant I want to be in the relationship that was taught about here today I need you to go and remove that from your life and God comes by as a good gardener and he begins to cut away and some people don't like the feeling of the scissors as they begin to cut away at the branches of their life but you've got to understand that God realizes that that very thing that you're holding on to is stealing the nutrients and your ability to be everything you can be in God. Somebody lift up your hands and let's pray. Oh, somebody pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for everything you cut off. Man, repentance is the New Testament version of circumcision. It is the cutting off. Bible says that the axe is laid to the root of the tree the tree of what the tree of sin the tree of my flesh God has not come today amen. necessarily in 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 lives of people uh, with 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 a bunny he came with an axe (laughs) Jesus said I came I came not for peace but I came with a sword and there's some people they like to talk about the lovey-dovey God but I want you to know God comes in both ways Amen. He'll wrap his loving arms around you because he cares for you. Uh, but at the same time, he's, he's what we call uh, the, the, the great physician. The great physician. Uh, a, a mediocre or a malpractice physician would find a tumor on your body and say, you're fine the way you are. But the great physician will come by with scalpel in hand and say, you know what? I love you too much to leave you in that condition. I love you too much to leave that in your life. And if that stays, you're not going to make it. And God will come by like a good physician and begin to cut away at life and cut away at things. And sometimes it doesn't feel good. And some people get bitter and mad. Why did this person walk out of my life? God was cutting them out of your life. God was... I said, God was cutting them out of your life. He was saying, that's not producing. Let me cut them out of your life. Well, I don't like the way it feels, God. And he says, it's okay if you don't like me right now. I'm a good physician. I'm a great physician. And I'm a good gardener. And I'm going to make sure everything in your life that is not producing, I remove it. God is interested in cutting things off. The Bible says that David knocked Goliath down with a sling and a stone. And some people, they're like, man, if I can just have the miraculous come through and, and, just, and just knock my enemies over, that I'll be okay. But the problem with an enemy that's knocked over is they'll get back up. And God is not interested in your enemies getting back up. God is not looking to get you, amen, a, per, a perpetual chronic seeker of deliverance. No, God is saying, I want to give you a deliverance that you can have for a, for a lifetime. He's not interested in the kind of deliverance that you've got to come back week after week. Amen. And we've got to pray you through over and over and over again. And we will. But he's saying, I want to take care of this once and for all. But some people get satisfied with just knocking their enemies down. Just knocking their problems over. And I've come to let you know, we didn't come to do that here today. I didn't come to help you knock your enemy over. Uh, Amen. Because God will help you knock your enemy over. Uh, But David showed up right there over his enemy uh, and he picked up that sword uh, and said, I am tired uh, of this thing messing with my people. I am tired of this thing messing uh, with my nation, with my brethren, with my church. Uh, And he says, I'm going to take this. uh, And he picks up that sword. uh, A little boy that couldn't hold Saul's sword uh, picks up a giant sword and he lops off the head uh, and cuts off the head of the giant that was facing them god doesn't want you to just knock down your problems and knock down what you're facing he's saying pick up a sword and cut it off oh somebody lift up your hands and magnify him oh come on let's pray we're gonna do that here today somebody pray hallelujah we don't need any knock them down where they get back up. No. We need some folks that grab a sword and say, "Lord, help me to cut this thing's head off." I don't want to just come back next week for the same deliverance. No. I want to be delivered once and for all. Cuz cutting off your cutting cutting back your problems, if you will. Knocking down your problems, the only issue is is it will come back. Well, I, I, just, I just ran away from my problems for a week. Avoidance is not a solution. Amen. That's what happens. They can pass that mountain for a long time thinking, well, maybe if we just go to this side of the mountain, we'll be better. But, but then they, they pass by the same graves over and over and over again, and nothing changed and nothing got better. I want you to know that when you avoid your problems, that's all you're doing is going in circles. Huh? But God never called his people to avoid their problems. God called them to face those problems. Amen. And so he's saying, I want you to go. And cut his head off. Because when you cut off his head, he'll no longer have the ability to speak into your life. When you cut off his head, he'll no longer have the ability to imagine evil devices against my people. And I think it's time for the church to find and recognize there are some things we've been fighting for a long time. There's been some things we've been facing for a long time. And we've come by week by week and knocked them down and knocked them down. And we are winning that fight but God has sent me in this house to tell somebody it's time to take up your sword and say today is the day where we finish it off. Today is the day where we hack its head off and it doesn't get back up and it doesn't come back and it doesn't grow back. Oh, somebody praise him. It is an undeniable fact that everything in life gets cut. In fact, that is what we're learning in this text here today. God is interested in cutting some things off. You better believe it. God is not looking to let people stay in their condition. Yes, we are saved from sin, but we are not saved in sin. For those that have been given a false sense of grace, that you can do whatever you want and still be all right. Amen. He just taught about it today. That is not in the Bible. The Bible says, should we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Amen. How are we that are dead to sin, live any longer there. In other words, uh, for those of us that God has come by with the axe laid to the root uh, and he has cut down that tree uh, and it is dead and it has died. Uh, amen. How are we to supposed to live in that very thing that God has cut off? Uh, amen. I've come to let somebody know it's time to stop going back to the things uh, that God has got rid of. Uh, it's time to stop looking for the things uh, that God has removed. Uh, don't long for the things or the people that God has removed because God is looking. Remove those so that you may grow. Don't get offended when relationships get cut. God is trying to produce something in you. Don't get offended at God when your finances get cut. God is trying to test your faithfulness. Don't get offended when family cuts you off. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. God is about to give you a new family called the church that will be there and they will be a friend that sits closer than a brother. Because in the church and in Christianity, cutting is a process that everybody goes through. Nobody can avoid the gardener's shears. Nobody can avoid the cutting that God brings forth. I talked a little bit about blessing, and I'm about to preach to somebody. Well, I don't feel like God's blessing me right now because all I feel is the shears in my life. I don't know if God is really interested in helping me because all I feel is a cutting in my life. And I've just said at the very outset of this that not all blessings are feelings. Not all blessings feel good. Sometimes a blessing is a sharp shear that cuts through your life. Sometimes it is that scalpel that begins to cut through the flesh. Sometimes God's blessings are the very things we try to avoid. Somebody lift up your hands and let's pray. God is looking to bless somebody here today. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. Hallelujah. Oh, let's pray for just a moment. Hallelujah. I I did come to encourage somebody, but i got to get through this for a moment. Don't get offended when God starts cutting in your world. Amen. Everybody gets cut. Everybody gets cut. Life has a way of shearing away at everybody. Because in this parable, there was not one part of that tree that did not get cut. Amen. God is in the business of cutting things to test them. When God comes by with his shears, God is blessing you, but God is also testing you. God is making sure that when, these, when, these, when this cutting happens, how do you feel about the cutting? Is it the very thing you've been praying for? Hidden and disguised in things you never thought would happen? Or is it something that you wish you never had to go through? Anybody testify here today that you've been through a cutting process? But can anybody testify that it was that cutting process that made you who you are today? Why don't you help somebody out that might feel the shears right now and let them know it doesn't always feel this way and it doesn't always hurt. And by the time this gets through, you'll be more blessed than you ever were. You'll be more favored than you ever were. That shear comes through and begins to cut. But whether it grows back or not, Depends on what side of the blade you're on. The difference between being cut off and cut back is whether or not there's any connection left. Let me help somebody. God will come by and he'll begin to cut things in your world. And God will begin to cut at people. And whether or not those people grow back, whether or not those things grow back, whether or not those situations grow back is all dependent on what side of the shears it's on. Sometimes God will cut at the very root and at the very base because when God cuts at the root, when God cuts at the base, he wants nothing from that point forward to grow back. He's saying, I want this removed from your life once and for all. But sometimes God will come by and he'll cut halfway. God, you know, it hurts the same when God removes the branch completely as if he was just removing part of it. And God will come by and he'll cut halfway. And some people get just as offended as the one that got cut off. Because they don't understand that God's coming by and God's really blessing their life. He recognizes that this portion of your life is not producing because there is no longer a flow from the vine and from the branch at the very base of this tree. There's no longer a flow that's getting all the way over here and there's no fruit that's being provided and no fruit that's being grown. And so God will find the very point where there's still connection to the very base of the tree, but yet he can get rid of all the dead ends and he can get rid of all the all the things uh, that have just been stealing life, uh, stealing moisture, and oh, I'm helping somebody, uh, and got to come by uh, and cut it out. Sometimes there's people he's got to cut out. Let me help the church for a moment. Don't be shocked and don't be offended when people leave. Okay, I'm going to help somebody. Sometimes God has recognized that's the very place where I have got to get rid of because it's it's hurting this person that's connected to this person. And if I don't cut them, I know this, this person is not interested in connectivity. This person is not interested in relationship. And so God cuts them off not to hurt this part of the tree, but to get rid of this that is hurting this part of the tree. It's not to hurt. It's to help. Oh, somebody pray. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody pray. Can you shout when he's cutting? Can you praise him when he's cutting? Can you give God glory while he's cutting? Amen, because God's got your best interest at heart. Oh, somebody praise him. God will come by and he'll recognize this portion of your life is dying. And if you leave that there, I remember when I was younger, I used to, it's going to make me sound really like a sissy, but my grandma, I used to to live with my grandma when we were homeless at one point. And she she had this love for gardening. This must be an old lady thing. But she, she had tulips. And every day we'd go out to those tulips. And it was like a task and a chore. I hated it. And, and, and she'd say, do you see all those things that are dying or dead? Pluck them out. Okay. And i do it. And then i come back the very next day, and there'd be more, dead and dying. And she'd say, it was a daily thing. Let me preach to somebody for a moment that thinks, "Well, I'm once saved, always saved. I don't ever have to do any work." And maybe you're perfect, but the rest of us aren't. Uh, it's a daily walk, and it's a daily struggle, and it's a daily challenge. And I begin, and I, I finally got sick of it after a week, and I said, "Grandma, I am done picking tulips. I am tired of this." And she says, "If you don't pull out the things that are dying, it will kill the rest of the plant." And if you don't remove that one right there, that flower that is dead, there will be no new flower in its place. Amen. And there's some people that get so attached to the flower they've had and got so attached to the branch they've been holding on to that God comes by to pluck it out and God comes by with shears and, oh, I'm going to help somebody. And God's saying, I'm going to remove this to bless you, but I don't feel blessed. It doesn't look like a blessing. It hurts. It causes pain. But God's saying, if it stays, you die. If it stays, you don't produce. And I'm more interested in your production. And I'm more interested in you being blessed than I am. And you hold it on. Oh, somebody lift up your hands and let's pray. Oh, come on, let's pray all across the building. Hallelujah, somebody pray. Somebody pray. God's coming by this building, and he's been removing things, not to hurt you, but God's been looking to bless you. God's been looking to bless you. But if you are connected to the vine, if there's always a connection back to Jesus, it doesn't matter how many times he he cuts away, you don't get offended you recognize I still got connection and that connection is my blessing. That connection is my sustenance. That connection is the very source of my being and the source of my life. And 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 though I might have lost the connection over here, and though I might have lost some feeling over on this side because he had a cut over here, I still got my connection on this side. Amen. And you gotta, you gotta you gotta realize that a connection to Jesus is more important than a connection to anything else. A connection to the Almighty God. Is more important than a connection to this person, to this situation. To this connection has got to be more important than any other connection over there. We've got to be more interested in the true vine. Because those that get so attached, and he comes by with the shears and says, I want to cut this out of your life. But I love doing this. I love that. But it's killing you. But I love it. He comes by and says, Okay, if you love that more than you love me, I'll go ahead and sever that. That's okay. But there's a whole other group of people that are sitting in this building today that said, God, whatever you got to cut out of my life, whatever you got to remove from my life, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Whatever you, you got to cut this this out of my life, them out of my life. Whatever you got to do, just don't take your spirit from me. You can take my title. You can take my position. You can take my possessions. But don't take my relationship with God. It's that kind of person that will produce, produce, produce. It's that kind of individual that will become everything. Oh, let's pray. I feel them all across the building. Would you pray? I'm just about done preaching for somebody's sake here today. But let's pray. Let's pray. Come on. The church has been feeling. Some folks have been feeling those shears. But it's a blessing. It's a blessing. It's not, it's not the hand of the devil. It's the hand of God. God's been coming by. And he's helping. And he's blessing. And he's trimming. And thank God for it. But there is a beauty in the pain. There is a blessing in the midst of the shears that are cutting away of the knife and the blade. If I cut this back, see, everybody's going to get cut. Every, I don't care who you are, pastor, pew, whatever, it doesn't matter. You in the church, out of the church, everybody's, life's going to cut everybody. But those that are made up in their mind, I will be connected. Those are the people that God says, I'm going to produce something in you. But I'll only be able to produce that in you if I can cut. You've got to be willing to allow the shears and the blade to come by and to cut. And if you're willing to allow that shear, if you're willing to allow that blade, if there is no hindrance to what God can produce in your life. There is no hindrance to the anointing God can put through your life. There is no hindrance to the very things God has been. He called you a long time ago. And the only way you're going to make that calling sure and that election sure is if he can cut away. If he can cut away. But if it's cut back, I got good news for somebody. It will come back and it won't come back with just one little leaf. It won't come back the way he cut it off. God never cuts on anybody if he doesn't have an idea or he doesn't have the promise to produce a whole lot more than he ever took. If God ever allowed you to walk through the trials and the storm, I want you to know it's for the trying of your faith being much more precious than gold or silver that perishes. If God ever allowed the shears in your life it's not to kill you or to leave you less than? uh, No. If God ever cut on you, it's because God's got a whole lot more he's about to pull out of you. Uh, If God ever... If he cut it back in your life, uh, you better be encouraged, honey, uh, that God says, I'm going to let it come back. Uh, It's going to be pressed down, uh, shaken together, uh, running over. Uh, When it comes back, uh, it doesn't come back uh, with a little bit. Uh, It comes back uh, with a whole lot more than you could have ever asked for, ever prayed for, ever praised for. Oh, somebody praise him. Why don't you stand across the building and lift up your hands? Let's worship him. Come on, let's pray. You got to thank God for every cutting. Thank God for everything he cut out of your life. But you better thank God for every time he cut back in your life. Well, God, I don't like it. That's okay. I'm pulling more out of you. I'm going to produce more from you. Sometimes that cutting comes in different ways. I'll be honest with you, sometimes the cutting comes because we just don't listen. Hello, Samson. Just didn't listen. Didn't listen to his mom, didn't listen to to God, didn't listen to anybody. And he finds himself in the lap of Delilah. And what does Delilah do? Well, Delilah, the devil's attacking me. It really is the hand of God helping you out. It's a favor of God trying to get you back on track. Oh, hallelujah. Well, yeah, it might, you know, that's what Paul said. Paul said it was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. Well, I'm being attacked by the devil. Just know it might be delivered by the devil, but it was a gift from God i help somebody well this cutting I'm being attacked to the devil pastor this cutting I don't like it well maybe it might be coming because the devil's attacking your life yes but he didn't come into your life to attack your life without permission and it might be the messenger of Satan but it was a thorn from God It was a blessing from God. I didn't see how it was a blessing, but it's a blessing. It didn't feel like a blessing, but it was a blessing. Samson lays his head in the lap of Delilah, and God sends that messenger of Satan over to buffet him, and she cuts the locks of his hair, and he wakes up, and he can't get free and he feels himself in this position you know what God was trying to get him to realize just as you lost your hair's connectivity we lost our connectivity just, just like your hair lost its connectivity to your head. You've lost your connectivity to your head. And, and I've come to help somebody here today. God allows some of these things to come into life. Not to destroy you, but to bless you. And the Bible says he's led into, the, he's led into, the, into, into Dagon's house. And they bring him there to make fun of him. But they missed a scripture. The Bible says... his hair begin to grow back you know why his hair begin to grow back because it was still connected to the head and they might have buzzed his hair they might have cut the locks off and those things that were cut off they no longer have power they no longer can do any help they can't help him they can't bless him they can't deliver him but there's still just enough connectivity on top See, they cut off and thought that power is only in these locks. No, my friend, powers in the connectivity. Powers in the connectivity. And as he got his hair begin to grow back, the Bible says he begin to pray again. Can I help somebody that feels like God's been cutting on you? he's, He's cutting on you, yes, but he wants you to pray again. Yes, you might have been feeling like you're wandering at the mill in the enemy's camp, but it's all just trying to get some connectivity back. And he said, God, give me strength one more time. Pushed against the pillars, and the whole house began to crumble. And it all happened because his hair started growing back. Because his prayer life started growing back. Because his connectivity to God began to grow back. And the Bible says he slew more in his death than he ever did in his life. Because when you get cut back... You'll come back, and your comeback is never going to be just what you used to be. Somebody needs to be encouraged today that what you were, yes, thank God for it. But when that shear comes by, he's saying, I don't want you to be what you were. I want you to be better. You know what a cutting in your life means? God sees more in you. You know what every time that blade comes by means? God's got more for you. And you got to thank God for every time. God, if you got to cut something out of my life, go ahead. But Lord, if you just got to trim me back a little bit because you can produce a whole lot more, so be it. Church, lift up your hands and let's pray. Come on, let's pray. Come on, let's pray in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, let's pray. There are people all across the building. You have felt the cutting. Yes, maybe God cut some things off of your life. But God's really been trimming you back and cutting you back because he's got a lot more for you. Your best days are not behind you. Your best days are still ahead of you. And God has been trimming and God has been cutting. Not because he hates you, but because of the grace of God that he loves you. I want to open up this altar. Would you come and pray? Church, every time he comes with those shears, you got to stay connected. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. Every time, it's to bless the church. Every time, it's to bless your family. Every time, it's to bless his kingdom. Come on. There's some folks that you're here. Your hair is growing back. Your connectivity is growing back. Your relationship to God is growing back. Don't let it grow back what it was. Grow back stronger. Grow back more anointed. Grow back with a better praise than you've ever had. Grow back with a better prayer life than you ever had. Let it grow. somebody pray I'm preaching to a whole lot more people you've been feeling those shears but it's a blessing you've been feeling the cutting but it's a blessing it's a blessing praise God for it Somebody pray. I struck a nerve here today. Somebody needs to pray. You've been feeling the cutting. You've been feeling the shears. But I've come to encourage you. God's just trimming you back because He's got more. God's cutting in His church because He's got more. He's going to bless us.
1: Come on, the Holy Ghost is moving in this house.
0: Come on, whether you're a saint or a visitor, everybody's experienced the shears. Everybody's experienced the cutting. But God's using it to bless you, to get you connected, to get you connected, to graft you in. Jesus, you're going to come back stronger. You're going to come back more anointed. You're going to come back more favored. But you've got to go through the cutting.